This is Debbie, and welcome to another brand new episode of The Offbeat Life, where I speak to inspiring individuals who ditch the norm to live their best life and become location independent. This week, I talked to Michelle Schrouder Gardner, who is the brains behind Making Sense of Sense, a financial blog that teaches people how to earn more, save more, and live more. When Michelle got out of school, she was almost $40,000 in debt. She created her blog, Making Sense of Sense, to improve her finances, track her improvements, and help her readers improve their finances. A few years later, Michelle not only got out of school debt in seven months, but is now making over $100,000 a month as a full-time blogger. Today, Michelle is living her best life by touring North America and living in an RV with her husband and dogs. On this episode, Michelle shares how to create a million-dollar blog while full-time RVing and how to live an experience rich life without debt. Michelle has been such an incredible inspiration for me for a few years now. Her journey is so unique and she's created such an incredible lifestyle for herself and her family. I wanted to get a guest in for the Offbeat Life podcast that not only showed you a van life or an RV life, but also someone who was able to do it and sustain this lifestyle. So I hope you enjoyed this interview as much as I did. Michelle, thank you so much for joining me today. Can you fill in the gaps of your story and why you live an offbeat life? Yeah. Hi. So my name is Michelle Schroeder Gardner. Uh, me and my husband live in an RV and travel full time. Uh, we sold our house in Missouri in early 2015 and we have been traveling full time since. So just uh, slightly over three years now. Um, I also run Making Sense of Sense, a personal finance blog. I started that back in August of 2011. Uh, I became a full-time blogger around fall of 2013, and I've been doing it ever since. What made you decide to leave your job and actually do this RV life? So I started Making Sense of Sense in August of 2011, and back then I didn't know that blogs uh, existed, that they made money or anything like that. Um, it's pretty funny. I was actually reading Cosmopolitan magazine one day, and in it they were featuring like a bunch of like powerful women, and one of the features was a personal finance website for women called Daily Worth. And I started reading that personal finance website, and then I started reading like the comments and all of their articles, and I noticed that there was like this huge personal finance community full of personal finance bloggers, people who were paying off debt, people who were retiring early, people who were side hustling, and so on and so on. And I decided to start my own blog. And I didn't know that blogs can make money. Like I said, it was never my plan. It was just a way for me to talk about uh, my life, my student loan progress, and so on and so on. I actually started completely anonymous. So I had like a fake last name. I didn't use any pictures of myself. Um, so it was like truly just for me and not for anyone else. Around six months after I started making Sense of Sense, though, I had a blogging friend email me and ask me if I wanted to make $100 through a sponsored post on the blog. And it all just quickly grew from there. I accepted that first sponsored post offer. Um, within a year, I think I was earning around $1,000 a month for my blog. And then two years after I started making Sense of Sense, I was earning anywhere from like five dollars to $10,000 a month from it. That's a huge thing, especially now for bloggers. There's so much more competition. How has it changed for you since you began? 
I think it's still very similar. When I first started making Sense of Sense in August of 2011, even though it was just a hobby, I was told back then, like, like, oh, blogging's dead. You'll never make money with it. There's too many bloggers. There's definitely too many personal finance bloggers. I don't agree with that, like, the competition has increased or anything like that. I feel like blogging is just starting to become uh, more normalized. I feel like companies are just starting to realize that, uh, like, reaching out to online influencers is a great way to market their product. So I feel like the blogging community and the blogging world is just going to continue to grow and there's plenty of room for everyone. Everyone has their own voice. And like I said, companies are just starting to realize the value in online influencers. When you first started blogging or when you first have a goal or a dream in mind, what are usually the first steps that you do in order to realize them? That's kind of a tough question. Um, I'm not a super analytical person, so I don't like do any like ROI uh, stats or analyzing anything like that. If I have a goal, I just go for it. Like I might set out a few different steps, but for the most part, I just go for it and take that leap. It takes such a long time sometimes for people to just do it. And I think that's really one of the reasons why you've become so successful in this industry when everyone's saying it's so hard is because you just go for it. Yeah, exactly. Well, my motto in life for pretty much everything is if it takes me longer to think about something, then I might as well just jump for it and just go do it. So um, instead of just spending a ton of time like thinking and analyzing everything, if I could just go do it, then I mean, I might as well just not waste all that time. I was reading on your blog and before you started the RV life, you did own a house. So what was the transition like from owning a house to now living in an RV full time and traveling cross country? What is that like? I quit my job as a financial analyst back in fall of 2013. So we started doing like a lot of Jeep camping. We would drive out West and camp in our Jeep with our dogs, me and my husband. Um, And eventually we realized like we were never at our house in Missouri and it was just like sitting there. Um, We were spending all this money and we weren't actually in it. We were having more fun just sleeping in our Jeep and stuff. So we decided like, oh, let's head out West to Colorado, see if we can find a house there. So we actually sold our house in Missouri uh, in February, 2015. We put our house on the market, uh, emptied it out completely like there's nothing in it. Um, And we just head out west to Colorado. And our plan was to look for a house there, uh, like find find a town like where we would eventually want to live. But we realized like we really just like traveling. So we got an RV and we thought it was going to be like a part time thing. Um, But we really loved it. And then the first moment from the first moment that we stepped foot into the RV, we actually didn't leave it for like the first month and a half. So we realized like, oh, we should probably get a bigger RV just so that like us and our dogs and all feel a lot more comfortable. And just do it full time. And we that's what we did. Your life before you left your job and now must be so completely different. It must seem like such two different worlds than what you had done before. Can you run us through what your average day looks like now that you're doing this new lifestyle? Yeah. So my average day definitely varies from day to day. Um, as you can probably tell, I'm not super analytical or anything and I'm not super scheduled. Uh, I like to be as laid back as possible. That's just like how my mind works. It's either I stress out about things or I'm just laid back as possible. So I prefer to be laid back of course. Um, so for me, I'll wake up, I might answer a few emails. Um, and then I usually go for a nice long walk with my dogs. I might go for a hike or a bike ride. And then I usually try to use like the early morning hours or the late time, late night hours to actually work. And I like to use the daytime hours to actually enjoy the day and enjoy where I am. 
obviously before you became a blogger, you didn't have any idea yet what it was going to look like. What has been the biggest surprise for you going into this new career? Blogging is definitely a very interesting career choice. So like I have three college degrees. I have two undergraduate business and management degrees, and I also have my finance MBA. And of course, they don't teach you anything about blogging, but they keep they teach you a lot about like the business side of running uh, like a business, online business blogging. So it's all very helpful. But everything else is completely new when it comes to blogging. I have to learn a lot about social media. Uh, I have to learn more about like networking with other bloggers, attending blogging conferences, uh, actually writing content. I'm sure like all of my teachers would laugh at the fact that I love to write now and uh, I actually make a living through it because uh, back in like high school or college, I absolutely hated writing. So it's funny how when something becomes your passion that you actually enjoy it. So uh, there's definitely a lot to learn when it comes to blogging, but I love it. So it makes it all just like very exciting. Like I used to dread Sundays uh, when I was a financial analyst because I would dread the whole work week. So, I mean, I would really only enjoy Saturdays as my day off. I wouldn't enjoy Sundays because I'd work Monday through Friday, but now running, making sense of sense full time. I look forward to Mondays. I look forward to Sundays. I look forward to actually working. I look forward to answering emails. Uh, I just look forward to everything. That sounds amazing, Michelle. (laughs) It's great to hear someone who looks forward to every single day because they love what they do. And a lot of people don't have that. What advice would you give to someone who they don't know how to take that first step or that first leap? So I always tell everyone, um, like your career choice doesn't have to be your passion. I just recommend that your career choice at least allows you to live your passion outside of work. So a lot of people don't like their full-time job to be something that they love because then they're afraid like, oh, they won't love it anymore after a few years or something like that. Of course, that's not true for everyone, but I always recommend that Um, If you don't care about your career choice being your passion, then at least have your career choice allow you to live your passion outside of work. So if your passion is to travel a lot, you probably don't want a job that only gives you one week of vacation. You probably want something that's a little more flexible. You might want to become a digital nomad or something. Um, If your passion is to live in a house with tons of acreage and have a family, then you probably want a job that can pay well and allow you to live a good work-life balance. Um, So I mean... It definitely depends on the specific person, but like I said, I recommend at least definitely having your career choice be your passion or it allowing you to live your passion in your own free time. What a great advice. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) You have been in this industry for a few years now and you've made a lot of money from it and you have a really great career. And you have to talk to a lot of people, obviously, collaborations with fellow bloggers or other companies. What has been the best networking strategy that has worked for you? I get a lot of questions like, well, how do I make blogging friends? Um, Just being, which is so funny because it's like, it's the same as making friends in real life. Just be natural, uh, help them out if you can, attend blogging meetups or conferences. Uh, My favorite conference and the only one I've actually ever attended for blogging is uh, called FinCon. It's a financial bloggers conference or the financial media conference. And it is amazing. There's like uh, a thousand or 1500 just financial people there um, who love to talk about blogging, finances, paying off debt, side hustling and stuff like that. So like, that's like my people, my tribe. And if you're a blogger or whatever you do, like there's 
most definitely a conference for what you're looking for. You probably just have to look a little bit harder for it. Find someone else in your niche or your industry that can help you find it as well. Um, and then when you get there, just be natural, be yourself. As a blogger, and I'm sure most bloggers are slightly introverted, um, you just have to put yourself out there, make new friends, go to that restaurant that everyone else is going to, bring business cards, um, just be yourself. So, I mean, that, that's definitely my, my top, top tip. Just be yourself, make friends like how you normally would outside of work. What made you stand out to me, Michelle, is the main thing that most people have an issue on is how to create a career that allows you to travel and also make money. But what you focus on is actually the financial side of it and not just travel. How would you say someone can blend travel and finance together? If you want to travel either extensively or full-time, uh, there's definitely like two main ways that you can do it. Well, one way that everyone used to do would be they'd save up a lot of money and just leave and then travel until they ran out of their travel savings. And then the second way, which is the way I recommend if you want to travel longer and probably have more money would be to uh, travel and work at the same time. And that's like pretty much what I help readers with on my blog. Um, on Making Sense of Sense, it's definitely not a travel blog. My Instagram is dedicated to my travels, but for the most part, Making Sense of Sense is all about uh, paying off your debt so that you can do whatever you want, such as travel, uh, side hustling. So if you want to side hustle and make more money so that you can travel or retire early so that you can travel, that's definitely my specialty. And that's like what I enjoy. I love talking about those subjects. And it's really helpful, especially for people who want to do something similar or want to keep traveling. And it's not really realistic to just quit your job and not have any money unless you're okay with begging on the streets, which <laughs> it's not going to get you much. <laughs> Throughout your whole journey, what has been the biggest setback you've encountered and how do you usually handle them? I don't really see like little hiccups or anything as like a really big setback. I would say the biggest thing that I'm always working on though, when it comes to like the blogging business and traveling full time would definitely be improving my work-life balance. So I love blogging, like I said, and I love it so much that it is hard to break away. Like it's so easy to bring my laptop everywhere with me. It's so easy to just work from my phone. Um, and that makes it hard to break away and not bring my work everywhere with me. Like I will work from my bed and answer emails late at night and right when I wake up in the morning. And it's, so it's definitely something that I'm always working on. And so like I said, a lot of the things that I'm starting to do are uh, I will not work during the day. One thing that I'm working on right now is I'm trying to work ahead as far as I can. So I'm almost three months ahead in content. And then I'm hoping to take like the next month or two completely off so that I can focus on life. Um, so I'm just trying to do a lot of little things to help. Um, eventually, I would like to be able to take like a whole week off and just like turn off the laptop and not have any Wi-Fi. That would be amazing. Uh, but like I said, I love blogging, so I can't imagine just breaking away for that long. So it's definitely something I'm still working on. <laughs> I'm sure it's really hard for you, especially since you love what you do. What has been the worst advice you have ever received? So I always like to tell people that the worst financial advice I've ever received is to spend all my money while I'm young. Um, I was told that I can't remember how young I was. I was probably like 12 or 14 or something. I was really young and I was told to just spend all of my money, like until I'm like 40 and 
because they told me like, while well, you're young, that's the only time you'll be able to enjoy it. Just spend all of it, like every last penny until you're 40 years old um, and then start saving. And I just thought like, even then I was like a little girl and I thought that was the most stupid thing I had ever heard in my whole entire life. And I had no money saved at that point. I was like, why would I want to live with no money like that for the next like 30 years? So uh, yeah, that's definitely the worst financial advice I've ever received. Um, and a lot of people will say, well, like you don't want to save every last penny too, not live life. And I get that all the time when I bring up that worst financial advice to someone. It's about having a healthy balance. You definitely do not need to spend every last penny just for the sake of spending every last penny. Like you definitely still want to save for retirement. Even when you're 20, save for retirement. It's crazy not to. There's always ways to save. So yeah, such bad financial advice. <laughs> Well, my first thought is what happens after I'm 40, because that's when you're older and you want to actually have a good cushion to have or you've made enough money that you don't have to work. I mean, if it's work your ass off and then you don't have to work anymore after 40, then I'm like, yes, do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it's definitely crazy. What are your best productivity tip when you're always on the road and on the go? Something that I always struggle with as a digital nomad and working online and traveling is uh, I don't always have Wi-Fi. So uh, sometimes like when I have Wi-Fi, I will force myself to work. And like that's also a problem because uh, as a writer, like sometimes you don't always have inspiration and stuff like that. So for me, that's why working ahead is always so helpful because I only write when I get that burst of motivation, burst of inspiration and so on and so on. So for me, that's always my top tip that I always recommend to everyone work ahead as far as you can. Um, I would love I. So I started working ahead uh, like around a year or two ago because I heard of a blogger who was a year ahead in content. And I just thought that was insane. Um, and while I will never be a whole year ahead, I just thought about how nice that must feel like having your stuff done in 2019 or even almost 2020. Uh, it sounds a little crazy. Like I would never probably go that far ahead. But just being a couple months ahead definitely helps with uh, my productivity. Other than that, I don't really have any huge thing I do. I mean, we don't have like a cable or Netflix. So that like really helps the TV is like never on in the RV. Um, I think I've turned on the TV like one hour in the past month or two. So I mean, I don't watch a lot of TV and that definitely helps. Um, other things I do, like when I am feeling like I need to write or I want to write, but I just can't get anything out. Um, I'll just go for a hike or a bike ride or walk my dogs. And I feel like that really helps. I love that the distraction you have is not Netflix. It's the beauty and the nature around you. So. <laughs> yes. Which probably gives you a lot of inspiration as well when you're thinking to yourself or when you're with your partner and you're walking with them and you have more discussions. So that's pretty amazing. Yeah, it's really nice. Um, I love doing it. One thing that always gets me is though I almost always forget to bring my phone. So I'll be like an hour or two out on a hike and then I'll think of a really good idea. And then the whole way back, I'm just like repeating it in my head so I don't forget it. Uh, so like I try to bring like a notepad or my phone with me just for that reason, just to write these little inspirational things out so I don't forget it. When we look at your life, Michelle, it seems really incredible because you were able to leave your nine to five and now you are living this life that a lot of people will say is picture perfect. What has been the biggest misconception that people have had about you or your lifestyle? 
there's definitely a lot of misconceptions and it depends on the person. Um, as an RVer, I always like to tell people that there are two types of non-RVers. Uh, so people who meet me and find out that I RV, there's two types of people. The first type are people who think um, I'm just homeless and I have no money. A lot, like half of the people think that they like think uh, that I need help, that they should feed me um, or something like that. Like they feel really bad for me, which is really funny because I don't feel bad for me. I, I chose this way. And they're like, oh, why? And then the other half are people who think I'm a trust fund baby. And uh, <laughs> so it's like the exact opposite. It's either so I need to be fed by someone else because I can't feed myself or uh, I'm a trust fund ba baby. So, I mean, it's really funny. There's like no in between when I tell people that I work, they're <laughs> like, Oh really? And it's like, why, why wouldn't that at least be the third option that people would think? Uh, <laughs> but no, it's like not even in there. So uh, that's always super, super interesting. I don't know. RV life's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's interesting to also look at their faces and their reactions when you tell them what you do and you make money from that and it's your career. <laughs> Recently, I was out hiking and it was just it was just me. Like some, usually around sunset, I just go out for like a little short 45 minute run, uh, just like refresh my mind and clear it and stuff. And I ran into someone out on my hike. And she was like, oh, I see you all the time out here. Like, what do you do for a living? Are you a full-time RVer? And I was like, yeah, I am. And she was like, oh, so like, what do you do for a living? Uh, she was a little bit older. Like the average RVer is like around 60 or 70. And I'm 28. So I mean, that question always comes up. And I was like, oh, me and my husband run an online business. And I started talking about that. And she had all these questions. And her last question was, well, what do you do all day? And I was like, what do you mean? What do I do all day? And she was like, well, your husband works on the business all day. I was like, whoa there. I was like, it's my business. My husband is the house husband. So what does he do all day should be the question. And so it's so funny to meet people because a lot of people think we're young, Like, there's all these misconceptions and it's never the right one. So I feel like we're just like blowing everyone's mind, which is really funny because I feel like all young RVers are definitely blowing everyone's mind, like all young travelers. So it's really great. I feel like that the community is growing because I feel like we're just helping more and more people, showing people like different ways. Uh, you definitely don't have to buy a house. Uh, like we bought a house and we sold it, but like you definitely don't have to buy a house when you're in your 20s and start a family and have this white picket fence. I mean, there's definitely different goals and dreams for everyone and there's no right path, no wrong path. It all depends on the specific person. I love interviewing people like you, Michelle, because you are showing all of us that whatever it is that you want to do is possible as long as you just go for it. That's your motto and you made it happen and you made it work for you and your your family. And I love the fact that you're like, no, I own the business. My husband has <laughs> She apologized afterwards. I think she felt bad. I was like, what do you mean? What do I do all day? How were you able to finance this chosen career at the start? And how do you continue to create income today? In the beginning, it was it's definitely all always been making sense of sense. But um, when I first decided to leave my day job as a financial analyst to blog full time, there's a couple of things that I did to make sure that my blogging business would succeed. And so that I wouldn't have to return to the day job that I really disliked. 
And some of those things were I paid off my student loans. I paid off $40,000 worth of student loan debt within seven months. Um, and that was all through side hustling and gone making sense of sense, staff writing. I mystery shopped. I sold items from around my, from around my house on eBay and so on and so on. So that was like the first thing I did. I didn't want to have student loans if I were to leave my day job because I just wanted less bills to think about. Um, and then the second thing I did was building up an emergency fund. So I built up around one year's worth of expenses so that if I had a bad income month through the new blogging business, that I wouldn't feel like I had to return to my day job immediately or feel that extra stress because running a business, it can be stressful at times. There's a lot of things to think about. Um, you're in control of your own life, which is a positive and a negative. Those are like the two main things I did. And then of course, also just building up the making sense of sense income so that I can travel full time so that I can still save money for retirement, uh, pay my expenses and so on and so on. So now when you first started making sense of sense and you're trying to make income from it, what were a few things that you were doing to create income for your blog? Back then, when I first left my day job to blog full time, my two main sources of income through the blogging and online business were one, sponsored advertisements. So think like a sponsored post where I might partner with a financial company or a bank or a financial like cell phone app or something. So that was like probably half of my income. I would review something financially related. And then number two would be freelancing. So I would freelance like crazy. I would staff write. I would help manage blogs. I would help manage social media um, and so on and so on. Um, eventually, I actually quit the freelancing side because I realized it was hurting me focusing on making sense of sense. And it was really hard to cut out all of my freelance clients and like pretty much shut down like half of my income stream. But it was the best decision I've ever made. If you look at my income reports, you'll see like my income shoots up like almost immediately after I fired all of my freelance clients and it's just continued to grow to continue to grow. And I think that's because I have so much more time to dedicate to making sense of sense. And it's really great. I have no freelance clients now, so I, I am truly my own boss. What is the one thing you wish someone told you before you started this whole journey? I would say probably one of my biggest blogging mistakes was that I started on Blogger or Blogspot. So, I mean, my uh, domain name was senseofsense.blogspot.com, I think. So, I mean, it was like not professional. Like I said, it was entirely a hobby. So, I didn't know like how to actually do anything. Um, eventually, about one year after I started making Sense of Sense in the very beginning, I actually switched to WordPress and I became self hosted. And that's definitely the best decision I've ever made. Um, if you ever want to make money through your blog, I recommend starting on self hosted WordPress as soon as you can, definitely. <laughs> when you want to get your blog out there and you want it to be known and to be shared, what is usually the biggest tip that you can give to someone who wants their blogs shared? The top thing I would probably recommend outside of like, of course, creating high quality content would be to focus on Pinterest. Um, so a few years ago, I started focusing on Pinterest for making sense of sense. And I had a lot of people tell me I was wasting my time. They told me like, oh, only DIY blogs or fashion blogs do well on Pinterest. Like a financial blogger uh, will never do well on Pinterest. That's just a huge waste of time. People on Pinterest don't care about money. And I was told that all the time. And I didn't really care. I was like, oh, but I like Pinterest myself. 
myself. So, I mean, maybe other people would like it too. So, I mean, I was one of the very first financial bloggers on Pinterest. And I think that uh, has really helped me over time. Now there's a ton and I feel like there's so many financial bloggers on there who are doing so well on Pinterest, which is so great to see. No matter what your blogging topic is or whatever you write about, I definitely recommend being on Pinterest, creating um, high quality Pinterest worthy images, creating like a really uh, engaging caption. But it really all starts with a really good image and just making sure you're on Pinterest no matter what you talk about. And then uh, so the other thing I always get is, well, I'm a man. Men don't really go on Pinterest. Um, I've recently read that like 40% of Pinterest users are actually male. So, I mean, we can just like toss that myth out the window because men are definitely on Pinterest. <laughs> yeah, that's another misconception that people have. Just because Pinterest is pretty doesn't mean men don't go there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's fast forward to 50 years from now and you're looking back at your life. What legacy would you like to leave and what are you going to be remembered for? I guess I would like to be remembered for uh, helping people improve their lives. So like the tagline for Making Sense of Sense is earn more, save more, live more. I'd really love to help, continue to help people and be remembered by helping people actually like get out of their box. I'd love to help more people pay off their debt, make more money, travel more, reach their dreams. My favorite part of the day is reading an email from a reader who tells me like, hey, Michelle, you helped me pay off my debt. Um, yesterday, I had someone email me and say, hey, Michelle, due to you, I increased my credit score by 200 points in just one month. And so, I mean, just stuff like that. I love being able to help so many people and actually see that people's lives are changing. Did you see this ever happening, how you are impacting people's lives because of what you're doing and because of your blog? Um, I definitely never expected this. I never thought I'd become a blogger. Like as a little girl, like everyone has dreams like, oh, I'll be a teacher. I'm going to be a, a parent. I'm going to be an astronaut. My dream as a little girl was to be like the CEO of like a big corporate company, which is like such a weird dream when I think back about it. And I'm so glad that did not happen. But yeah, I'm much more happier being a blogger, being the CEO of my own company, uh, just being in control of my own world. I love you as a little girl wanting to be a CEO of a huge company. That is <laughs> that is a unique little girl right there. And obviously you're a unique woman right now. <laughs> yeah, I never thought I would be my own boss, which is really funny. I mean, I'm sure being a CEO of a huge company is like great for tons of other people. But I like to just work for myself and like just have a small team. So let's get to some fun questions. <laughs> Some people like myself, I nerd out on interviewing inspiring people like yourself and hiking. What about you, Michelle? What do you nerd out on? Um, I really love, like, of course, all things outdoorsy, but I also love hearing about early retirement stories. So I love talking to people who have retired early and are traveling. Uh, like yesterday, I met this couple through Instagram, and they retired early, and now they're sailing around the world. And I just thought that was super interesting. I love meeting those type of people. Oh my gosh, now you're making me want to hear those early retirement stories. <laughs> That's awesome. If you were given a one-minute ad slot during the Super Bowl that you can't sell with the potential to reach millions, what would you fill it with? 
That is a tough question. I would probably, it'd probably be something about making sense of sense and managing your money so that you can live your own life and reach your own dream life. Um, I don't know how well that would do for the Super Bowl, but um, I'm sure if there's tons of people watching it, then someone will convert. <laughs> What's the most interesting thing about you that we wouldn't learn from your social media or blog alone? I feel like I'm so open that there's probably nothing that I'm hiding. I guess uh, I don't really post that many food pictures on my Instagram or on my blog, but I love to eat. And people always tell me I should enter eating contests and people are always trying to get me to enter them. I love food. And that's definitely something that most of my readers probably don't know. <laughs> oh my gosh. I would love to see that a blog post of you on an eating contest. That would be awesome. <laughs> that would be a disaster. <laughs> So what has been the most offbeat job you've ever had and what was the best thing that you've learned from it? So I've really only had three real jobs as a financial analyst, as a blogger. And then I used to work at Plato's Closet, which is like a secondhand clothing store. That was definitely an interesting job. A lot of people don't realize that I used to work there. So a lot of people think like, oh, making sense of sense. She makes $100,000 a month. Like she's probably always made a lot of money or whatever. No, I used to work at a... Uh, uh, thrift store pretty much and making like five fifty an hour six dollars an hour so I mean that's definitely something that people don't realize and that was my first job yeah what has it been like to see the fruits of your labor and to see all of this success that came from your blog it's really, really great. Um, so like when I first quit my job to become a full-time blogger, like the first two years we would, me and my husband would go out and we'd celebrate like our one year anniversary of blogging or a two year self-employment anniversary. And ever since then, I think it's been like five years now, four years now, we've actually completely forgotten about it. And it'll be like two months later and we're like, Whoa, like we missed celebrating our self-employment anniversary. Um, so it's really funny. I think it's because we're really enjoying it. And like the time is just flying by. Um, we don't really, I don't really do anything to celebrate the small things. I think just receiving the emails from readers is like really great enough. Um, and the fact that I just really like to blog still. So, I mean, everything is just uh, very fulfilling. That's incredible. And I love to hear that, Michelle, because it also inspires me. And I'm sure it inspires a lot of your readers as well. What are you working on today that's really exciting to you? Right now, like I said, I'm just finishing up the content for the next three months. But then the main thing that I plan on starting soon is I plan on creating a sponsored post course. So I plan on helping bloggers and people who own a website, online influencers, uh, earn more money through sponsored posts. My first product, my only other product is making sense of affiliate marketing. And that's where I teach people affiliate marketing on their blog. Um, and now I'm just going towards teaching people the main other part of my blogging income. And I'm super excited to show people that because I received so many questions about it. Um, and I don't know why I didn't think about doing it sooner. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And I can't wait to, to read that as well, Michelle. If our listeners want to know more about you, where can they find you? Um, so the main way would definitely just to be to go to making sense of sense.com. Um, and on the top right hand corner, you'll see like all of my social media accounts. If you want to follow my traveling, um, I post just travel pictures on my Instagram account and that's Instagram.com slash Michelle Schro. Um, and I also have a free Facebook community where we just talk about money, early retirement, paying off debt, traveling and making money. But yeah, so I mean, I definitely recommend he heading to makingsenseofsense.com first. 
Great. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Michelle, for sharing with us all of these incredible tips and knowledge. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This is a lot of fun. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Michelle. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the extended interview with Michelle where she shares how to live the RV life. Love a good audiobook as much as I do? Of course you do. Well, you're in luck because I have teamed up with audible.com to give you a 30-day trial for free. Make sure to visit offbeatbook.com. Again, that's offbeatbook.com to get that incredible trial.